Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Value of Talent podcast. I'm your host, Harry Trades, and with me as always, my main man, Feder. How are we doing, my brother? Top, top, top. We're doing very great. It's super hot. I don't know how it is in the US, but in the UK, it's like super hot. It's like 30 degrees. I don't know what that is in, in Fahrenheit, but you probably are anyways calculating in, uh, in, in, in degrees. Uh, but it's like 30 degrees in a big city and it's like uh, there's no no wind and anything so it's superbly hot i always walk and uh, to a, to my office and then go back also walking and these last three days have been awful by walking because it has been so freaking warm uh, uh, it's it's gotten that bad i can't even sleep that because it's this warm like seriously, it's it's unbelievable. I'm not made, I've... even though I'm Italian. I'm not for <laughs> either. I've heard a couple of my friends are, are telling me, even even Wales is warm. Even Wales is getting a bit of um, a bit of sun for once. But yeah, no, there's not too much. I mean, it's 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 sunny here. It's not like 30 degrees right now. But yeah, it's it's, it's warm enough. But yeah, I am jealous of of the warmth back home. But like there's... you said, it it can be a bit annoying if you're, you know, walking back and forth from work in the mornings, getting sweaty. I, I get it. That's it's true. not yeah, it's not ideal. But you know, the... we complain when it's, it's we complain when it's rainy feather and we complain when it's warm. We can never win, you know? Yeah, that's true. But when it's rainy you don't feel that guilty if you spend like two hours in Sora. You know what I mean? If, if yeah. it's it's if yeah. it's nice outside, you kind of feel guilty. Oh, maybe I should go outside <laughs> and do something else instead of watching football or whatever. So, but we still do. We still are gonna do watching football and enjoying our football experiences. So, it's just 100%. feels a little less guilty if it, no, if I the weather is not that nice. I get it, and yeah, that kind of segues nicely into kind of what we're gonna talk about on episode twenty three today. Um, obviously, you alluded to there, you know. We're still going to be watching football. It's the summer. Of course. Harry, why are we going to be watching football still? Well, it's because we have, obviously, MLS, Argentina, Brazil, etc. But we also have the Euro Under-21 Championships, which will be uh, starting up on the 21st of June, I believe. Um, so that's going to be the bulk of today's episode. We're going to be chatting about that. I obviously did make a YouTube video last week just previewing it. We're going to talk about it again today what our teams are going to be looking like, who, who we think is going to sort of pop off. We are going to also um, be giving you our sort of top five slash 10 under 23 defenders and goalkeepers for the next European season, for next yes. season. Um, that's something we promised in the last episode. We did midfielders, we did forwards before that. We are doing defenders and goalkeepers in one episode. And then we'll just have an overall Sore chat, you know, you know, when Fiat Waller, the secondary and primary market situation right now. Uh, obviously, the, the the mystery shirts drop. So, should be a fun episode. Um, we're going to kick it off, though, with the defenders um, for the under-23 season, or next European season. And me and Feder were talking just then before we click record. I mean, the defender situation next season, Feder, is looking a little bit bleak in the sense that we're losing quite a few big guys through aging out. One of them, of course, being Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, I filtered L40s. Yeah, Upamecano. We'll get into all them now. I filtered on SoRare player rankings. I've gone defenders or leagues under 23 eligible. And then, like I said, I filtered by L40. So Omar Saleh comes up first. He doesn't age out. Do we think he's going to get one of those death moves to Torino that's been rumoured you know, over the last couple of months slash six months? 
I don't think it's going to be Torino anymore. I think it's going to be a higher tier club, but I think he's going to get a move. Especially Salzburg needs the move because they have so many highly talented defenders in the back as well who are just pushing to go in the line, uh, basically break into the starting eleven. So they, that's the whole concept. So I think this summer, it's the summer of him leaving. I think he he's done his duty in Austria and he reached everything he can reach there. So... Um, if Salzburg sells him or not, they're still going to win the Austrian Championship most likely next year. So they don't really care. But uh, I think for him, it's done. Um, if he goes to a club like Inter or or even maybe Marseille, but I, more like a Inter or um, Milan, which I don't think. But Inter is rumored to be interested in him. I don't think they have the money for him, but uh, he's at least rumored in him. I don't think it's going to be too bad, but he's certainly not having the AA he has in Salzburg. Certainly. For certain. Yeah. yeah because fair, he's not going to dominate. Like, it, Go bro, if you're like playing against a Lukaku or whatever, like yeah. in Austrian Bundesliga, of course, he's going to dominate them and he's going to win all those duels, the interceptions. But if you're playing against other world-class strikers, you're going to just lose some duels and interceptions and whatever. So you're yeah. just not going to racking up all those AA. Agree. And less chances of clean sheets. I, okay, you could argue Italy's quite renowned for, you know, not yeah. many goals and whatever. So fair enough, that plays into his um yeah, into into his positive side of, of things. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't think he'll die anywhere, but yeah, he's not gonna get the AA like you said. So that's that's probably, you know, the well, it is the the best under twenty three defender over the last forty games. He's basically out the window, right? In second we've got Keek. Pierre, I don't know how to say it properly, but I think he plays for FC Twente, right? I know he hasn't started many games, but he comes up on the L40, but he's only played 18% of those games with an L40 of 65. Yeah, yeah. So we'll disregard him for we now. Can't. Yeah, next yeah, comes can't. Yeah. Um, is for most Mendy, who's been exceptional this season yeah, for Ammons. I mean, Kani loves good, him. And maybe yeah. Kani should talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. we don't have Kani, Chani. We have the next best thing, and that's Feder. So. Um, Do we, I mean, there's true. been rumours that he's going to move for a while. I don't know if it's going to actually happen. I can't see him wanting to stay in the league, you know, league deux in, in France, surely. No, I think he's is not going to stay in league. Maybe he could because he's actually, an, not going to lie, not a bad defender. I don't think he's world class in real life, but he's yeah. not a bad defender. I think he's very versatile, which makes him very valuable for loads of teams because they can play him on the left, they can play him as centre-back, even can play DM if if he's really needed. So that's really, really a big plus point for him on the transfer market. And uh, yeah, uh, I think for most Mendy could be amazing at the mid-tier Bundesliga club or even mid-tier Ligue 1 club. I think he could still rack up all those nice AA and even get more chances maybe i don't know how his clean sheets were because i'm just starting to follow league two league two sorry and uh yeah but i heard league two is pretty good for clean sheets so maybe he's gonna lose some of those clean sheets i think he's gonna still be a tier two tier one player if we if we if we consider them in rackets like tier zero the best tier one tier two yeah I think he's gonna be in there between tier two and tier one, and on his days, obviously he is he's phenomenal, mm -hmm. and that's when you need him anyways to win the lineup on his certain days, and uh, yeah, so I wouldn't discard him, but uh, I, he wouldn't be he would not be my favorite. Let's say that that. Yeah, so we're saying he he won't be top three next season, which is where he is right now. I don't think, I, no, and that's fine. No, no I, I think that's 
I think that makes sense. Next up, we've got Jordan Bayer. Announced today that he's injured. Shock horror. Yeah. And out of the German under-21 team. Um, obviously, yeah, moving to the Premier League. I mean, just by logic, you know, Burnley are going to get as many clean sheets as they would in the Championship. Probably not, well, definitely not as much possession. So you'd like to think, you know, he's not going to get yeah, the AA think... that he was no, like. You know, we're not stupid in saying that, are we? No, no, he's not going to be the monster he has been this year. This year, he's probably been the best U23 defender, if we be honest, on yeah. at least on Soria. Uh, yeah. Not in real life, obviously. And he's been a freak. And I still think he's going to be, I think it's going to be like for Moussa Mendy, he won't die completely because he's still the play, the the ball playing the centre back of uh, yeah. of Burnley and and company still trusts all his game on him and company still loves him that's why he bought them so he's still gonna be very important for Burnley's game and if on a certain day Burnley has a very good game or uh, a good fixture or whatever he can still perform very very highly but obviously yeah. if they're gonna play against the treble winners uh, manchester city liverpool manchester united even tottenham hotspurs brighton you call them you know obviously yeah. he's not gonna score the, the 70 points he did just by sleeping last last season so that's not gonna happen so again i think we have the situation he's falling out of tier zero into low tier one high tier two yeah fair play i can't I can't argue with that. Next up, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Obviously, there's not much to say because he is aging now. But I guess there is a bit to say in the sense of, are we just relieved that he's out of the pool in the sense of, like, we don't have to worry about Trent anymore? Because I am. I can't lie. As a, as a non-Trent holder, you know? He's phenomenal, yes. Um, I think next season, he's going to be even more crucial. But that's what we thought of at the beginning of this season as well. And then True. the first half of the season, he was awful. He was yeah, awful. He was really And bad, yeah. uh, then... Uh, yeah, and everybody, you could have picked him up for like 0.12 at some certain points because he was that bad. He had like a L40 of 37, something like that, you know? And uh, especially before the World Cup, he was really awful. There was even a debate if they, if, if they should take him to the World Cup. Did he even play in the World Cup? I don't, think I don't he, know. No, he, he came on. He came on. Definitely came on against. He came on was, once, maybe. right? Yeah, he didn't really do too yeah. much, but. Um, you see, yeah, and normally he should be the complete of starter course. for the England yeah, yeah. squad, and yeah, he was done. So this year, I think we can see phenomenal things from him. Uh, I think Champion Europe is gonna be a little bit more uh, competitive next season. Yeah, hundred percent, and and maybe global as well with those Liverpool stacks. Next up, Josip Sotalo. is he leaving Dynamo Zagreb, Feder? Um, that's a very interesting one. So Josip Sotalo, if he doesn't leave, he is tier zero because yeah. it's just this amazing team he's going to play for. Now, they even bought my man, Maxim Bernauer. They did. And so he's going to be the ball-playing defender. That's just who he is. Uh, but Josip Sotalo never was that guy. He was more like the the finisher. Okay, you're the wall, more this way. You're not coming beyond this point. And uh, but there he's rumored to go, and he was rumored to go last season as well. And I think Dynamo is gonna sell somebody. If not, they wouldn't have bought Maxim Bernauer. Yeah. Especially they bought like one year ago. I don't know if you remember they had uh, the the record transfer of Bosco Sutalo, not Josip mm. Sutalo, Bosco yeah. Sutalo, who yeah. injured himself. He's still U23, and I think he's gonna get loads of game time next season. And he could be a tier zero defender, to be honest. 
So we're saying the new Sotelo sort of comes in, if... your new guy comes in, Bertauer or however we say it. And then Bernauer, yeah. Bernauer and then um and then Sotelo so, is but, likely uh, to leave, right? Yes, but let me let me let me be straight. If Josip Sotelo stays, obviously he's the starter. He's going to yeah. play every game if he's fit. Yeah. For, for I just think he's going to leave. And okay. it's the same situation. It's a little bit worse than Omar Solet because Omar Solet has a little bit more of AA from ball playing than Josip okay. Sutalo. Yeah. But but if Josip like a perfect club for Josip Sutalo would be Juventus Turin, something like that. They, that defense, would be perfect for defending, him. Yes, just defending, defending, just defending. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I I I I see great things for him. Even maybe as a Jos Josko Guardiol um, um, replacement for Leipzig. Then okay. maybe they can play with Simakan, who has the other qualities that they're gonna lose when they trade Guardiol for Sutolo. Yeah, and yeah, Guardiol, he's not on the list, but I think next season he could become very, very vital. He's so mm-hmm. young still. This season, at the end of the season, he basically, um, I don't know, he he died off. I don't know what happened to him, but yeah, uh, we injuries. both know Josko. Oh, of course, yeah, a few injuries. Say. Yeah, and also on Sora, he he can easily rack up seventy points only with AA, like yeah. easily. That's Very he has done that multiple times. Yeah, it's just not this season was not his season. It wasn't Leipzig season per se in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, maybe he's staying or he's going. I think Josko is gonna be great either way. Another one. Well, this is probably the first. The name I'm gonna give you now is probably the name where I look at and go, okay, he is in contention next season for me to be the number one under-23 defender, and that is Nico Schlotterbeck. He's the first yeah, name so far. Yeah, it seems like his route to points, if that makes sense, just seems the most logical, right? Staying at Dortmund, you know, ball playing centre-half. Seems to get weird decisives as well. I know I know, we're not going to judge these defenders on decisive capabilities, but he's always doing something. If it's clearance off the line, last-man tackle, assist, something always happens with Nico Schlotterbeck to get him to that 100 and that's obviously, you know, if you want to win these divisions, that's kind of what you need on, on your given day, you know. And, and even even yeah. without those days, he's a 20 to 25 to 30 AA man on a nice day, you know, if if, if Dortmund get a clean sheet. Even if they don't, because a lot of the time last season, he would be on for like a monster score. Dortmund would lose the clean sheet and then obviously lose his 14 points, right? But he would still end up on like a 60 or a 65 or something respectable, you know. Yeah, I think Nico Schlotterbeck is definitely the top three. That's maybe not top one, but he's definitely top three next year. It's also yeah. his last year of U23 next year. Nico yeah. Schlotterbeck is amazing. Dortmund plays on the task in football. He's always there for somehow, as you said. He has his, in Germany, he has his bein somewhere, everywhere. And mm-hmm. um, like yeah, I think him... He's always in the right place, yes, he, at the right time. He's a good, he's a superbly good Sora defender. I don't think he's that great in real life, to be honest. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, 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 mean. Do, I do rate him in real life. I think he's not bad, but I don't think he's like the world-class player he is on Sora. And on Sora, he's actually that good. So yeah. I think Nico Schlotterbeck is going to be good next season. And mm-hmm. it's probably going to be, I would call him top three. Let's, let's put him. He's definitely one of the three that needs to be in the top three. Yeah, 100%. I think he's firmly in top five. I think we can easily say that. I think as as like a no, guess. I've, he, I, he's top. Te- he's top three. He's top. He three. could, but what I'm saying is to and play the other safe. Guy... He's definitely in the top five. You know, like there's no question about that for me. Hundred percent. I'd put like and... my life savings on on him being yes, top five. 100%. Um, 
Next and up, the other guy who's going to be go the other guy who's going to be top three if he stays at the certain club okay. is going to be Lucharel Gertruida. Yeah. If he stays at Feyenoord Rotterdam, he's going to still smash. He's going to do the same points in a way and he's going to be awesome. But he's and, been rumored uh, everywhere. They, Barcelona won. Yeah, he's gone. Like, he's yeah. gone. He's gone. There's too like, much interest in him, I think. Right back to yeah, like a weird gone. commodity right now. Like, you know, you'd argue, you know, Real Madrid don't really have like a young up and coming right back because they don't. Obviously, they have, you know, Danny Carvajal. Barcelona don't really have a good A right back. They've been playing Kunde there, who doesn't want to play there. Like a lot of the big it's, teams don't really have good right backs, which is something that, you know, it's going to help his case, right? If he wants to move. Is Frank Garcia still U23, the guy who I think is going to be the new left back? Yeah, I think he's going to be the new left back right for Real. Yeah. Okay, he could be top five as well because okay. he's going to start for Real Madrid most likely. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying he's he's starting eighty percent for Real Madrid, so he is top five then, hundred percent. I would what maybe ab- he's not top three, but top five, hundred okay. percent. What about Maxime de Saipa? Don't like him, um, but if he goes back to Bruges, he could be even better uh, than when he was at Vesteloe. Um yeah. He's he's a good Sura player. I don't really rate him in real life, but um, he's a very good Sura player and he's still going to be top five, 100% in the top 10 next year. So yeah. you can't do anything wrong with him. I don't think he's going to move. He just signed a new contract with uh, uh, Bruges. So he's just going to st- either go on another loan, which I don't think, because he did that well in Westerlo. So I yeah. think Bruce, who had their issues this season as well, is going to just try him out and give him the chance. He's from the academy of there. And yeah, so he's going to be probably even better than last year. And uh, that could be that could be very good for his scores. I think he has a midfielder card, though, which is not that great. He has great. both. He has like, both. Only- yeah, only his old uh, Bruges cards are defenders and the I new ones so, are yeah. midfielders. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't count him as a defender in a way. Yeah, but uh, maybe. It depends what Opta say he is next year, I guess, isn't it? Yes. But right now he is. Yeah. Right now he comes up on the defenders list on Sora Data. But like you said, there is midfielder yeah. cards. Um, three. Uh, I'll add three names in here. We'll, we'll speak about them individually. But like, there's a nice like row of players on Sora Data's ranking page here. And that's... Antonio Silva, Nuno Mendes, and the boy that you're, I know you're going to like is Mateus De Ligt. I mean, I, I rate them all very much in, in real life, but do we see... I mean, I can see De Ligt maybe improving his L40, which was um, 58 last year. Um, I think we could probably see him get into the 60s next year, potentially another season under his belt. Um, yeah. Becoming more of a leader maybe at, at Bayern. Do we Neuer. think Nuno Mendes... Neuer back. Neuer back. Do we think Nuno Mendes has any chance of... Becoming like legit, like on his days, legit. If if PSG smash, because you know he gets that if, assist. If, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, he, he but I, I don't think he's top ten. Yeah, yeah, he, he lacks everything. What not. about Antonio Antonio Silva? The only thing he doesn't lack is uh, is pace. Antonio pace, Silva, yeah, crazy guy in real. Go on. Uh, crazy guy in real life off Folonsoria, even if he plays for Benfica, he doesn't do great even playing for Benfica, so it's going to be even worse if he's going to if he's gonna transfer, so Tony Silva, I'm not the biggest fan of Soria, you don't in like real life Silva, I'm a you? huge Oh, you like him in real life? I, in sorry, real yeah. life, I yeah, think yeah. I'm a huge fan of him, like, I think he's awesome, but he's just not the Soria player, especially now that Otamendi 
prolonged the contract so it's gonna be even more it's it's again gonna be everything through him and uh, yeah but talking about Benfica who could be crazy is if he's gonna get transferred is Milos Cerces yeah if he takes the spot of Grimaldo he's gonna be 100% top three 100% no I, I, I could bet on that as well I, I I would I would like to bet against you that he wouldn't be top three not to be honest, I the only reason why is I why honest, people think he's going to be Grimaldo. He is not Grimaldo. If you watch both of them play, no, no, he's not. He's you not know what Grimaldo. I'm Grimaldo's set pieces. I, I there's a lot that goes into Grimaldo's scores outside of him being a good he's defender. Not. Okay, now we talk about something very strange. So um, I love the Portuguese league, and I think Sporting, uh, Porto, and Benfica are way above everybody else, and. Yeah. Uh, if you compare the sport, it's also why I didn't really understand the Kretschke transfer. Uh, I guess maybe because of the international game. But if you compare the Dutch league with the Portuguese league, of course, you have Ajax, which is on the same level as a Sporting, um, Benfica and Porto. I think those four are a different level because I don't think either Eindhoven nor Feyenoord, even if they won the league, are as good as those four. In, in in sense of the team, you know what I mean. Okay. And yeah. but if you look further than those three games, okay, Braga as well. They're maybe like Eindhoven and the others. But if you look otherwise than that, I think the Dutch league is even a tiny bit stronger than the rest of the Portuguese yeah, league. Yeah, probably. Are. And he I'd did great there. I'd agree with you. I would. And he did, and and he did do great there, Milos Cerchas in the Dutch league. Yeah. And he's gonna play for a very dominant team now in a. Even a little bit worse league, league. if he's yeah, not playing against enough. Sporting or Porto. Yeah. So no, I, I, yeah. I do. I, I know, do I see still, him smash. I still would take. I think he smashes, but I still don't know if he like. I I would take a bet on he won't be top three. I can't think. I mean, I think Slotterbeck will be better personally. I can't think of another two yet. But just give me time. I don't know if I don't know if I'd like to put money down on Kerhurst being. Uh, uh, being a top three personally, but it wouldn't shock me if he was because of the reasons that you've just given. So I'll take it. Like I, I think that's. I think it's a very good call. It is a very good call. Um, yeah, I work, think. Go on. I have. Sorry, I have to add. Terzis is by far not a complete player. He has so much to learn. Yeah. Um. um yes, but. Okay, let's go on. I have two others in my pocket that we could talk okay. about later, but go on you first. I was just going to say, well, obviously, Bastoni's 24, so he leaves the pool. Araujo leaves the pool being 24, and so does Kunde. I mean, a boy that... I mean, I think he's going to be one of your two, so I probably stole it off you, but he's come up on, on Sora Data. I can't help but say it. There's Alfonso Davies coming with a, with a chance. I love Alfonso and I'm up for buying his super just because I love him as a player and I want to have, I told that last uh, week, uh, last pot, I think I want to yeah. have him in my gallery just as I, because I do really like him. Alfonso Davis is going to be great. Yes. Um, but Alfonso Davis is also Alfonso Davis. He will not play all the games. He will always have his injuries yeah. just because he's that quick. And so it's a little bit like Doku. You would just need to know. And I would not consider or at least I would not um, suggest anybody or recommend anybody to buy Alfonso Davis who has not a big gallery because you he will let you down in certain <laughs> game weeks yeah. where you just can't use him. And uh, yeah, big time. so that's why I wouldn't put him in there. 
from talent wise, hundred percent, and even from scoring potential. Does Julian Timber have a chance if he moves to somewhere really good? No, no. no? Julian showed us this year that he's not that great. Yeah, but Ajax were not as good as they were the season before, so you can't. No, no, no. Yeah, but really say yeah, that but, personally. No, but him, him as a player is not that great. Julian yeah, Timber, him as a player, he's twenty-one years not, old. Like. It's young. Yeah, but brother. who cares? Who who cares, brother? Like it's not the age; it's what you can do already. Of course, of you course, can still develop. What I'm saying is, but players that have one great season, breakout season, just because they regress Julian a little Timber, bit for one season, it doesn't mean they're gonna not gonna kick on the next season. You know, like if he's gone if from he goes incredible to, Liga, to okay, why can't he be incredible again? Okay, if if Julian Timber goes to the Premier League, he's gonna get dominated by. 50% of the strikers over there. But that's like saying... Just because... That's like, no, no, no. That's like saying Lisandro Martinez gets dominated. He doesn't. No, 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 no. Lisandro Martinez doesn't get dominated because he has a completely different mentality than Julian Timber. Ah, Ju- Lisandro say- Martinez would kill anybody to just get on the bell. Julian Timber is not that kind of player. And uh, I, I think know. Julian Timber, if he, goes, if he goes to PSG, of course, I'm talking to you. Then we maybe should buy him as well. I agree. But if he goes, uh, okay, Manchester United, maybe, because Den Haag can make him great and he played amazingly under Den Haag. And yeah. he's going to do that 80% of the uh, games as well in the Premier League. Maybe not against uh, City and Liverpool, but against all yeah. the others as well. Um, so that's going to be great. But if he goes to a club like Brighton or, or, or Tottenham, he's just going to die even more. You know, that's what yeah. I'm saying. No, I agree with you. I I can't. It, that's like that with anyone, though. With with moves, isn't it? It's hard to the 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 right move. You know, uh, the right move is everything basically for these players, and that's kind of the the lottery that we're and the gamble. I guess we're, we're all taking. Pavlovich at Salzburg. Could we? Yeah, yeah, he's no. staying. It's good. Good shot. No, no, he's good a chance. good shot. Good shot. Yeah. Good shot. Ignas- yes. Ignacio. He's moving sporting. probably. Yeah. He's okay. probably moving. If what he about, stays, obviously. If he stays. What about, I've seen Todi, uh, Todibo to PSG. That could be a sneaky Isn't one. Isn't he aging out? No, he's, tw- he well, he's 23 out? right now. Let me check if he um, actually ages out. No, he doesn't. He's under 23 until 2024. So he's still... He did well for Nice for a lot of the season. So, you know. Yeah, I'm a little bit biased. I'm a little bit biased with Todibo because I watched him play for Barcelona and for Schalke and Rafia. And then I didn't really watch him play for Nice, so I can't judge that. Okay. But at Barcelona and at Schalke and Rafia, he was awful. And mm-hmm. maybe it's just still earned that makes him good in a way, uh, or because he feels like at home. A lot of people can just perform when they feel like at home. I, I, I completely understand that. I mean, there's no, no harm with that. Uh, Todibo. Not the biggest fan. I would not consider him top ten at any certain point. Maybe if he goes to PSG, but only if he goes to PSG. Okay, fair enough. Okay, do you wanna do you wanna hit me with your your okay, suggestions? One, one hit gem. Uh, he could be great because he's gonna get. He's gonna. He could have a move. Uh, he's a little bit expensive because you only can buy him in bundles, but he is absolutely crazy even okay. in real life uh, it's uh, Giorgio Scalvini from mm. Atlanta Bergamo yeah Atlanta Bergamo Giorgio, Giorgio Scalvini is a crazy defender like from really? talent wise uh, yeah 
absolutely look him up uh, just look at the scouting reports so he could be really good even at atlanta mm-hmm. uh because they're gonna change um they, they were underperforming this season in my opinion so they could be going back to normal in a way yeah and the other one which was my hidden gem and i bought him today so i can talk about it so i don't have any fear that i cannot <laughs> buy him anymore yeah is uh nils in kunku from mm. ice saint etienne the worst player to ever play for cardiff city yes pros lucky <laughs> he is superbly great on Soria and he is staying in uh, at Saint-Étienne it's already decided they bought him out of Everton and he is staying in Ligue 2 and uh, he knows how to score if he wants As in holy on moly the score matrix and, or you mean like goals uh, on on the score matrix uh, yeah. it's unbelievable like look at the, look at the spikes he has and he is only 21 now uh, 22 he yeah. has two more years uh, of uh, under 23 he's even playing for the under 21 uh friends team now so that's you, even some extra utility there and i saint-etienne is kind of like burnley last year in the championship or no, well, it, not yeah. nobody it thought took that a while. Gonna it took him a while great. to get going man like yes, Saint-Etienne would get but... relegated for the first 10 games Exactly. Exactly. Sound Exactly. Sound should be a candidate to win the league next year and go up in league. Uh. But even if you only have this one year in league, the I think he's gonna be amazing, and uh, you can get him for hundred pound, not ninety pounds, and uh, yeah, maybe he's he's worth the gamble. To be honest, I mean, I'm just he knows curious. how to score, sorry. Yeah, but do you not feel like he's very decisive capable? Uh, yeah, he's super decisive, Kevin. As well, yes, he is. Um, but uh, I think he's able to do those decisives, especially with Saint Etienne. That's uh, that's what I'm uh, what I'm thinking. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, there's not a game there where he scored well but didn't get an AA. If that makes sense, like every game. No, no, hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? He's like, like the... I'm not saying he won't get those decisives, he's... but I I'm not seeing a game here where he okay the the highest he scored was 14 AA. On you know, on a day where he didn't get a decisive, if that makes sense. Yes, um, and that was in a one-all draw, so he could have got he could have got you know a clean sheet if they didn't and, and whatever didn't concede. But yeah, I mean for hundred pounds, yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a decent gamble if you think. No, no, I think it's you know. it's it's like he's the perfect hit or miss. But if he hits, mm. he hits high. That's the great. And yeah, you yeah. need those highs. You need those highs to win, anyways. If not, you you can't compete. No, no, that's I agree. the thing. I, and if you can't, sneaky. yeah, yeah. He's he's the perfect hit or miss player, and mm-hmm. uh, he's the perfect left back because either he dies completely or he Smashes. He, he makes your your team uh, podium reverse. I mean that that's you know? the typical that's the typical player where like you play him in like a home easy fixture, you know, like that's kind of where you want to yeah. be playing in Nkuku because yes. um, yeah, like you said, you want that you need that ninety out of him basically. You don't need it, but yes, you do to compete. Um, but it's very strange because when he does get the decisive, he also gets the AA then, which well, is yeah, very strange. Well, yeah, because the team's probably attacking a lot. They're making chances, yes. right? That's kind yes. of probably the 
the yeah, way he's, that he's like super attacking. Yeah, well, he's he plays left wing, attacking. but he plays left wing. If you look at his or left midfield, if you look yes. at his Sora data, yeah. he says he plays left mid. So he plays in a you know a, a three four three, and he plays in the four on the left, um, or three five two, whatever way you want to look at it. But yeah, no, it's an interesting one. I think that could be a sneaky one. Mela Mullenstein is another sneaky one, Feder. That I think yeah, he's very good. If stays if stays at Vitesse, that could be an interesting one. Obviously, plays in midfield right now, you know, raking up loads of par- uh, passing scores because of that as a defender card. That's an interesting little scenario yeah, there. Crazy. What about Reese James? Are we forgetting Reese James? He could be number yeah, one, Feder. Yeah, but if yeah, he's he could, not, but he's, he's be number injured. one. <laughs> isn't surely he, isn't he injured again until October or something like that? I don't know. I don't know if he's injured again. I mean, I know he's not. He's probably not yeah. fit, but I don't think he has like a, a big injury. But you're right. He was out injured towards the end of the last season. I've got a name for you, Fed. He's just come up on my list. Yeah. And I am a holder, and I know you like it because he's from your native country, and that's Armel Belakotchap. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. With the right move. Him. Okay, let me let me hit you with some stats. You know the um, the football talent scout guy, the Polish guy on Twitter. Yeah. He he put a yeah. top five duels one out of under 21 or under 22 defenders that have played over yeah. a thousand minutes in europe guess who were top two yeah. or guess who was top one you probably guessed it bella Kocha. number two yes. was our boy tangai nianzu yeah he's the best he is actually the best on talent wise <laughs> i love him I but he's he can't seem to play for Sevilla. that's the thing I, I think I'm a, a, a signing Balde, so which that doesn't that doesn't look good for us, does it? I think Fofana and Tanguinian too. Talent-wise, for me, the and Bastoni, if you still call him, but Bastoni is out of this. Um, are talent-wise, the best defenders I have seen in a while. Like yeah. they, these two are absolutely crazy from the talent, but. Um, Fofana is always injured, and Tanguri is also always injured. Unbelievable. Yeah. What about <laughs> Belakotchap? I mean, Belakotchap seems always injured as well, actually. But do, do we think I have a very the right move? Does he ex- like? Does he explode at Leipzig or something like that? No, Leipzig would be very bad for him you because think... you don't want to have that. Rot- yeah, you don't want to yeah, have the rotation. That rotation okay, okay, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, you don't want to have that. Okay. But what could actually happen, and what um, what would make sense in a way, I think, because yeah. They are looking for someone. So, first of all, Bayern Munich is selling probably Lucas Hernandez and also Benjamin Pavard. That means they have two open CB spots. You know who would be perfect for that? Amel Bella Kotschap. Yeah. If you want to it would be Germany, I guess. It wouldn't, for Sora, it wouldn't be that great for first thing. But I think for him personally, I think he's ready for Bayern Munich. And uh, he could be. he could actually become the successful of Jerome Boateng. He reminds me so much of Jerome Boateng. It's unbelievable. At, yeah. In his prime, Jerome Boateng. Yeah. And I think they could just buy the new Jerome Boateng, tank him, like nurture him. And then in, in one year or one and a half years, under Tuchel especially, wow, you have the monster himself. Like who the hell is Ubermecano there? You know? <laughs> yeah, who the hell is Ubermecano anyways? But uh... yeah. <laughs> what about Lukeba? At Lyon, have you seen him yeah, play? Yeah, he's good. He's, in, he's really he's good. good he's good in real life, not so good. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I think that's mainly down to Lyon not being great defensively. But yeah, yes. whether he moves, I don't know. I'm looking through the list, Fed. It kind of gets a bit. 
kind of gets a bit bleak after that. There's not too much going on. You mentioned Frank Garcia. If he plays um, Milan Van Ewick, if he moves, apparently there's a couple teams in for him. TF. Malik TF. That's a guy we should yeah. need to look at. Yeah. He's going well, to he play. Stay, he stay he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to play yeah. starting 11 now. Okay. From next season, he's uh, he's starter. One no- one name that I just just come up on my list. I think we have to talk about, even though his un- his future is undecided, is Levi Colwell. He is an exceptional defender that's breaking through right now. Whether that's at Brighton, whether that is at you know at Chelsea, we haven't even spoke about Badia Shield. Like there's a lot of pl- there, yeah, there is, but there's potential in a lot of yeah. these defenders. There's just nothing. There's nothing concrete in these under twenty three defenders for next year for the top yeah. three. I'm not seeing anything where I'm like, wow, there's a Trent or wow, there's somebody. You know, Schlotterbeck's the closest for me. But other than that, Fed, I'm not really, I'm not really hope. Like it's a good thing because it means it's wide open for the next Trent to come through, if that makes sense in terms of scoring. But yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird pool of players this year. Agree. Agree, agree. What about Balde? We haven't even spoken but, about Balde. That could be interesting. Yeah, just uh, remember, we just talked about Fofana. Fofana, Badiashil, Enzo Fernandez, Noni Mudwake could be a very nice U23 stack, to be honest. If on, on certain days, that could really hit. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, we've spent 37 minutes on on defenders. It's, probably, it's obviously going to be less to be... You know, there's less to, to say... For goalkeepers, but we'll kick it off straight away. The guy who comes at the top of the Al Forty list is the man who looks to be moving to Brighton, and it's Bart Verbruggen. Feder, how do you think that type of move helps him or hinders him in terms of SO5? And then I'll give you my opinion. I think Bart Verbruggen is a crazy goalkeeper, and I, if he will be fine everywhere. He won't. He didn't even have the clean sheets at Anderlecht, so it's not too worrisome. Uh, Brighton's gonna even play midweeks, so that would be even better for Bart Verbruggen uh, uh, holders in a way, uh, because Brighton is gonna play European football uh, the first time ever, I think, or I think so, uh, yeah. since a long, long time. So, um, and. Uh, that's going to be huge, I think. But for Bruggen, if I would be him, I would stick around one or one year, as a, one more year at Anderlecht and then see next year what's going to pop in the in the, in the the transfer market for goalies, especially like you have a guy like Manuel Neuer maybe in retiring, you have um, De Gea that probably most likely being out and everything. So maybe not force a move in a way, just enjoy and keep learning at Anderlecht. And then uh, see what's going on in the future. But even though, even if he moves, I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be elite, but he's going to be good. I don't think we, I don't actually think we will have any elite goalkeeper next year who is under 23. If it's not Gavin Bazunu, if he stays in the championship and actually plays in the championship. Because even Diogo Costa, I'm afraid he could move and then he's not going to be the same Diogo Costa he used to be. And if he stays obviously at Porto, he's going to be the lead goalie to have. If not, we have a pool of good goalies, but nobody who's elite, in my opinion. Mm, I'm just looking Only Bazunu, but I'm not... Yeah, but Bazunu is not even... 100% to start, you know? 
No, yeah, there's still... I mean, would you say Chevalier potential to be elite? Yeah, yeah, I love I love Chevalier. I'm going to buy Chevalier. He's going to be my second. I am going to I bought Bazuno already and I'm going to buy Chevalier in the course of the summer. Yeah. because uh, I love him. I think he's crazy good in real life. The same as my mother's really. He's very good in real life. Uh and they're also going to play midweeks because they're going to have conference league. Lille is going to play conference league, so that's yeah. that's also very big for Chevalier. Uh, so I'm going to Definitely picking up uh, Chevalier, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say he is elite because uh, just Lille is not normally Ligue 1 is kind of good with keeping clean sheets, but uh, Lille is not one of those teams, and uh, yeah, they're just it's not the type of play football to clean sheets basically. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. It's very open and expansive, isn't it? It's like can we outscore you type of thing in in Ligue 1. Um, yes. From what I've seen, anyway, Martin Van der Voort obviously looks like he's staying at Genk. They'll have midweeks. Yeah. We know he's going to go to Leipzig. Then, do you think that path of sort of career progression slash next season with Genk does that put him in? For me, that that puts him in like a really nice, like safe environment in terms of like if I'm going out to buy a goalkeeper right now, he ticks a lot of the boxes for me. I can't lie. Yeah, he's good. Um, he's very good. Not only good, he's very, very good. Um, Martin van der Voort, definitely want to look at. He's also very young. I think he has like three years still on U23, no? Yeah, like, 20, yeah, or two at least? He has at least two, yeah. He's 21, so he'll have, yeah, next season and another two. Yeah, so, so that's crazy as well. You, yeah. you, This is very important. You should not uh, discard this, to be honest. No, I agree. What about Kavlina? Is he moving back to... Dino? No, he's not. No? From what I heard, he's not. He wants okay. to say a Lokomotiv Zagreb, but even there, he's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, Doof has another season. Yeah, I think he overperformed. Okay. My honest opinion. But yeah. uh, There's just not much after that. I mean, Ivan Pando, if he ends up getting... Because I think he's going to stay at Fortuna, right? I'm not saying he's elite, but he's definitely in the he's definitely in the question of of goalkeepers at least. Um, yeah, he's he's okay. he's very good, not elite, Trubin, but uh, very good. Trubin gets a move. Trubin, if he goes to Benfica, we have the new monster. Well, I heard today that the Greek goalie is going to be the number one next season. Apparently, that's decided, but I don't know how true that is. Yeah, I think so too. But you always hear then. Uh... Is he going to Germany? Is he going back yeah. to the championship, uh, to the Premier League? Yeah, so you never know. I think, to be honest, Gavin Mazzuno could be crazy. Not because we both own him. But if he plays, I think he's the one of the best shouts you can have at, uh, at the goalie position next year. Yeah. What about Meslier? If he doesn't move and stays at Leeds... I think he's gonna move. Yeah, it looks he said likely, once or but... twice. Yeah, he said once or twice he wants to move. I tell you who was it too? I had my name. I had him written down. Oh, Arthur Onku Onkuku. Oh, the guy from Graz. Or... Yeah, so the, he's on loan from Arsenal. He, if he gets some Did sort they... of championship move or something, because he no, didn't. Didn't he? What they didn't, didn't buy him. He no, I don't think so. Well, yeah. I don't think so. Um, I don't know. 
if he gets a championship move or something, because he's played in League One before in the pre- in, in the English sort of system. You know, he's obviously played at Strom Graz. He didn't really play the last couple of games though in the playoffs. I don't know what really happened there, but maybe the the loan got cut short. There. I don't. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But yeah. regardless, he's in. You know, if you want to take you know a punt on something, then he could be in contention um, for a starting spot. Oh, no. I mean, go on. I think the last game was a farewell game. That's why the the other goalie played. Ah, uh, okay, fair enough. But that's kind of it, boys. Like, there's not really too much to say about goalkeepers. It's a weird, weird no. scenario next season. Um, you know, some will emerge out of nowhere, I imagine, but kind of not very likely. But I'm sure there will be some random ones. Um, okay, let's move on to this under twenty one. European Championship Feder. I mean, we've only got, you know, 10, 15 minutes to talk about it. There's not like, you know, we're just going to, you know, tell me what players are you sort of excited to, to see highlighted and, and showcase at this tournament. Like, are we going to see Turkey completely rip it up? Are we going to see Gabi Vega be the best number 10 for Spain? Like, what are we going to see? Is it, is it the obvious things? Are we going to see Makoku score 10 goals in the chat? Like, what, what what's going to happen for you? I'm personally going to enjoy it. Um, what's going to happen? It's, it's, I think Luis Appenda is going to... Yeah. I think Luis Appenda, who just got called down to the yeah. to, to the U, U21 of Belgium, he's going to destroy loads of teams. They have yeah. the hardest group, but Appenda uh, is really good. And... Um, yeah, further than that, we will see some surprises. I don't think Germany is that great, like as everybody says. I think they're pretty average, even worse than average, in my opinion. They're favorite to win the title. I don't see how, to be honest. Really? Like, oh, I, how the... I didn't. I didn't know that. Favorites. Wow. Yeah, they're favorite to win the title. They have bookies see them as favorite uh, even to win with the Bayer. title. Even with no Bayer, that's very interesting. Even with no Bayer. Mm. And uh, yeah, they have like a five odds. Five, five, one, one to five well, odd. Have you seen? Uh, can y- I just quickly yes? interrupt you and tell you that um, Japan have been going on like a world tour and they've been playing all the European Championship, uh, European under 21 teams. They played England a few days ago. Yeah. They beat England 2 0. They played the Dutch this morning and drew 0 0. They're just yeah. going on a rampage, and and, I'll, and my boy Yuito Suzuki obviously is up front doing doing the job, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that just shows how good the Japanese sort of setup is compared to the, the Europeans. I know they're friendly, so there's not much to look into, but uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, like you said, it's only going to be three games minimum for everyone, if that makes sense, in terms of utility. Yes. Six games, six games maximum, and I think it's just going to be good. I mean, I, I was mentioning to you before the. Um, yeah, before we started recording, like I'd love it if Sora did some sort of special weekly for the under twenty one European Championships entry requirements. You need three under twenty one uh, players. You wouldn't need five just to make it more accessible to everyone, so we can enjoy it. And I think that would be a really interesting little celebration, I guess, for them. You know, giving the opt the coverage and and scoring the the championship. But yeah, it's really hard to say what's going to happen. There's a group of death, obviously, Group A, I believe. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, in terms of like the goalkeepers situation, like people, everyone's asking me, you know, who, who's the goalkeeper to get? And like, Verbruggen didn't start today for the Dutch team. It was Sherpen, and then Verbruggen came on at half time, which, you know, a lot of people have read into, you know, Sherpen's number one, which could very well be the case. I'm not saying it, it, it isn't, definitely not. 
because it very well could be. Um, but it's just interesting to see how how things all you know kind of come into fruition. Uh, sorry, it's not. Yeah, Group A has Georgia, Portugal, Belgium, Netherlands. That's kind of the the group of death there. So we're going to be losing one of Portugal, Belgium, or the Netherlands. Um, England have a you know a relatively easy group, I would say, with Germany in there, and then the France Italy group's interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think France should win it on paper. Um, but yeah, it should be it should be a fun watch. Ah, fun. France, France, France is too hyped. They're gonna fall from the sky. You heard it here first. Uh, France is too hyped, and okay, okay. Uh, my biggest bet is gonna be either it's gonna be Belgium. They have a really good team, and they know each other. Yeah, uh, Belgium. I think England looks really strong as well. England is just amazing, and especially um, loads of them already won some youth tournaments together, which is yeah. always good because good you have the group. And my dark horse is going to be, maybe I'm a little biased, uh, but uh, I think Italy is great. I think the squad of Italy is great. Uh, they're super tactically done. Like nobody can even play the level of tactics. Just that's how you you learn. That's how you grow and it, it, you grow up in Italy, basically. Mm-hmm. And they, they brought down Tonali, who my own personal opinion is gonna is the best player playing at this u21 tournament and it's for me it's him and nobody else because he has done it for multiple seasons already yeah. and um uh plus they he's they they have a good coach and uh, they really want to impress i don't think they will win it at the end of the day because there's one thing missing uh, but i have, think i have a good chance and i i wouldn't be shocked if, I wouldn't be shocked if they would beat France in the first game. And even though probably nobody believes that, but uh, I, I see that happening because the, 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 the fundamental of Italian squad is really great. You have Karnasecki in goal, really good goalie. He's rumored to go to Juve to under, to replace uh, Wojciech Szczesny. Then you have... Um, then you have Scalvini, who I just talked to you before. He's he's worth fifty five million on uh, on transfer market, I think. Uh, and you have Scalvini. Then you have next to him, you're gonna play Matteo uh, Matteo Lovato, who's my in my opinion a very very talented ge- keep uh, um, center back, who had really unlucky seasons until he played, but he's so talented. He plays for he's also playing for a Serie A team, Salernitana. And then on the left, you're gonna have Udogie. Who's gonna yeah. go to Tottenham Hotspurs? On the right, you're gonna play um, Fabio, Fabio Parisini, Parisi, scusa, uh, um, He's really good. He racked up the whole Empoli um, attack this season. He's also rumored to go to Juve. In in the midfield, you're gonna play Samuele Ricci, who's playing for Torino. Played nearly every game in the Serie A this season. Is superb, a uh, superb six. Next to him, you're gonna have Rovella. Also going to Juve next season. Um, <laughs> Tonali and yeah. Miretti already playing at Juve. And in the attack, you're going to have either Matteo Cancellieri, who's playing for Lazio, um, who's rumored to go to Sassuolo next season in exchange for Berardi, Ooh. or Pietro Pellegri, as if you want to play with a big nine. Who Pietro Pellegri, I'm not the biggest fan of, to be honest, because I think he wasted a lot of his talents uh, since... I think he's he's been around in football already five six years. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and he never really popped. 
and which is not really speaking for himself. But next to him, next to one of those two guys, you have gonna be you're gonna have Wilfried Gnonto, yeah, who who just has the pace of three other person in one, and yeah. Uh, yeah, he also can move, and he also showed in some games in the Italian national team scoring against Germany, for example, that he can do it on a bigger stage. So I don't think it's a good team, team it's a itself. Flipping really it's, good team if you put it like that, you know. Really, yeah, you have to put it like that. People yeah. just don't see it like that. Italy, Italy has an amazing team in this tournament. Yeah. And as I said, of course, there's players like Quaradzili who's amazing, and I don't. I, but he only had like I. I still believe Tonali is a better player in real life, mm-hmm. and not because I love him, but just because of what I see him do every day, every game, and uh, also his men- mental aspect that he wants to go basically go down and up. And, and and play for them and help them and show them how the way is done because yeah he he's the guy on the photos next to Federico Chiesa for the A national team you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean so he's I not know, he, he, he's not it shows how serious Italy are taking it you know yeah like to bring yeah. to ask to uh, ask Tonali to come down and, and play and help out is uh you know there's definitely they're definitely taking it serious one hundred percent exactly so the only team that can take it up with talent is probably England and France but I know my French teams they sometimes are very uncoordinated that has nothing to do with the French people at all but it's just how they play the football and that's why they're also so great individually at some certain points because yeah. they're also good because they need to be all that good and um but I think Italy France is going to be a banger and I'm really excited to see that game to be honest Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and, that yeah, seems like the, uh, the game of the group stage. But I, I heard, I heard you, I heard your podcast, obviously with Quinny, and I, I understand what he means that he could see a uh, uh, surprise of Italy going out in the first, uh, or he doesn't see Italy that high to me. But you have because Italy didn't play the correct starting eleven in the in the in the qualification tournaments, but now I'm gonna play a different starting eleven. Scalvini didn't play. Udogi yeah. didn't really play. Parisi didn't really play. Tonali didn't play. Gnonto didn't play. You know? It's a and uh team. I agree. It's it's another team. And uh and even the bench is good. Like uh, even if they bring Pellegri or Cancellieri or they bring um Fajoli who would have been hundred percent at tournament but he also, Juve, you see there's a lot of Juve guys um, who would have been at the tournament if he wouldn't have injured himself. It, it's yeah. great. In in, 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 in in defense, we have Okoli, who's also great for Atlanta Bergamo. So, no, um, I think Belgium is going to be really freaking excited to see because they have huge talents as well. Yeah. The Dutch, the Dutch team... The Dutch team is always in all these competitions I ever watched in my lifetime is either hit or miss. It's not about the team they have. It's more like, do they have the correct vibe or don't they have the correct vibe? And um, yeah, France is always France. They, on paper, are always the best team playing in the tournament. But they're still France, so you still can beat them because they're just, most of the times, not the biggest team in a way. And I really personally like the English team. Uh, I think they have real class. I hope Levi Cohen is going to go back to the U21 after he has his uh, his senior debut with the A team. 
because he, he got caught up. And uh, yeah, it's a, I think it's a really, really great team. Basically, it's a Premier League team, a, a mid to low table Premier League team. But yeah, it's going to be bloody awesome. And we're going to see some some uh, some surprises. I really don't like the German national team. Either, even though I am a Bundesliga lover and I was brought up in Germany, obviously, and uh, and that's my home country in a way as well. This, uh, but I really don't see any real exceptional player there. You know what I mean? You're muted. Can't hear you. Sorry, yeah, I was. Oh yes, muted no. There. No, I was just going to say, Makoku is probably the only name that comes to yes. mind straight away. Bayer obviously would have as a defender, but obviously he's, he's left the camp. So, yeah, I kind of agree with you, mate. It is kind of underwhelming, like looking at that squad secondhand now, you know. Luka Nets might have a really good tournament from defence. I really rate him as a player. I think he's good. I mean, yeah, he's a good player, but he's not He's He's, he's not, not the whole team. Levi really. Cohen, you no, know what I mean? He's not Asimakan or Lukeva. I know, it's, I know, it's. But... Ascalvini, uh, Udogie, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Did Atoblu, the goalkeeper, I'm not the biggest fan, even though he's he had shown some uh, some really good sparks. Okay, let me check this German team one more time because, uh, okay, Henning Martriciani, okay, he's a fighter, but nothing special. Uh, Marton Dardai plays for Hertha Berlin. They got relegated. The, he was not good at all uh, this year. Luka Netz, yeah, he's good. Joshua Wagnermann, he can only run, nothing else. Uh, Eric Martel is okay player, but nothing in confront to the other uh, countries. Yeah, um, Stiller is fine, but mm, not the not the best as well. Let me see an attack if they have some. Of course, Yusuf Amokoku. Ansgar Knauf is one of the most overrated player I've seen in my life. Um, <laughs> Kevin Schadler is actually a good player. Schadler is a good player. Kevin Schadler is, yeah. is actually a good player. Yes, he is actually a good player. So you have Mukoku and Schadler. Maybe they can win Carry you some team. games. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, think I, I don't see this team doing... Uh, walk that uh, yeah. group. I think so too. Mm. They, on paper, they're so much better than Germany. But the only thing is Germany, at least in the youth teams... They have such a great team spirit. It's unbelievable. Like they're always one of the favorites because of those of this group spirit. Yeah. I remember I one game. Uh, there was a. I remember the U twenty one final uh, uh, of Germany. I was like really young, but in the, in that team, Mats Hummels played, Manuel Neuer played, Shordan Mustafi, and Mesut Özil. <laughs> All of five, all those five players are gonna go on a later stage when it became World Cup champions. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And Jerome Boateng, yeah, sorry, he was also in that team. <laughs> crazy, that was a crazy U twenty one team, to be honest. <laughs> that is frightening, <laughs> absolutely frightening. All basically all World Cup winners, I guess, as well. Did Mustafi? Yes, win the all World of Cup? them. Yeah. Yes, Mustafi won the World yeah. Cup as well. He was Fair in play. the team two thousand ten. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I was just looking at the Dutch team. This is this was their starting eleven today. So Schürpen in goals, Milan van Ewicke right backs, Sepp van der Berg yes. and Mickey van der Veen as captain at the back. Ian Matson left back, Gravenberch and uh, Ludovic Reis or Reis um, as the yes. six and eight, and then Tavsan, 
Joshua Xerxes, Kenneth Taylor as the three attackers, and then uh, Delinga as the number nine. And then they made all the substitutes. Like, everybody came on second half. But I'm just looking now. Verbruggen made... Verbruggen's sofa score rating in the second half was 7.4. He made four saves, one run out, two saves from inside the box. And Sherpin basically didn't have... He made one save and one run out, to be fair. So, it's interesting to see how that planned out. Divine Wrench came off the bench. Uh, Paul uh, Van Heck came off the bench. Somerville came off the bench. Everyone came off the bench. Quinton Timber, Brobby, Wouterberger, Sven Minans. Hartman, so it's going to be interesting. I don't know, I, like I'm not reading too much into that starting eleven. It could be, it could be that when they first play their first game, it could be something. Yeah, different. I think, I think. Did Brobby yeah. play? Yes. No, right. Brobby came he on. So, yeah, yeah, he came on. Brobby surely starts okay, ahead did, of uh, Delinga, doesn't he? Did Somerville play? Somerville came on. Yeah. Yeah, I think Brobby and Somerville do play. To be honest. Yeah, I don't um, think Xerxes will start personally, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. No, my Xerxes, his time's up. I'm sorry. Uh, Mickey van der Ven, crazy player. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, even though uh, my uh, Lacroix makes him look better than he actually is, uh, but he's good. He's a very decent player. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, the other of Van Heck. Not the biggest fan, but he's tall. He's very tall. Yeah. And yeah, Ian Matson, he destroyed everything at Burnley this season. Uh, is gonna is Ian Matson gonna play or Hartman? That's the question. I don't know. I, Hartman, Hartman won the league. I know. Hartman won the freaking league. It, I don't know. I, I, national team sort of like camps and stuff. I'm not saying I don't care about those type of things. Obviously, it goes off form and stuff, right? But I don't know. I think it just depends on how they fit into that. So like start of that eleven, you know, in that sense, and how how they want to play, ra- rather than be like, oh well, he won the league type of thing. But I don't know, maybe uh, just cool. just one comparison. So the 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 Dutch national team is yeah. worth thirty million more than the German national team. I That's how that. bad I, I see this I German. It'd be worse. Uh, yeah, I thought it'd be a lot yeah, higher. I, I really don't see why people think this German team is so good, to be honest. Yeah, I would be. Let, if I let could me lay, check the French. Yeah. Like, if, if, German, if Germany are favourites, I would be laying them with all the money I have. I Holy shit. What? France, U20, France U21 is worth 420 million on transfer market. And what's, and what's like Dutch, what, 100 mil? Dutch is 140. Okay, wow. So basically four, 3x. 3x yes the, uh... and italy italy is wow. the second highest uh, uh with 260 yeah i can believe it so both both italy and france in the same group uh with the highest transfer yes. market yeah, but you have like turam who's turam uh... is 32 million manupre is 30 million kakare is 30 million Chelsea is 30 million uh, michel olise is 30 million guri <laughs> is 40 million uh, Kalimundo, 30 million, you know, it, it racks up. <laughs> it's insane. Ilian nice. Meslia, 22 million. Kalulu, 40 million, not even starting anymore for Milan. <laughs> Mohamed Simakan, 30 million. Unbelievable, brother. <laughs> Unbelievable team, brother. <laughs> it is. It's a crazy team. Um, okay. Belgium, Go on. I was just going to say, who is your prediction? Like, who are you predicting to win this? I know you, you want okay, to say Belgium is. What's Belgium? Belgium? Belgium must be quite is, high. Two fifty. No, Belgium is worth more than than the Dutch and okay, the, yeah, the Germans, but that. it's only it's under only hundred fifty million. 
Okay. But they they're missing the biggest star with Doku anyway, so. True. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Last one I need to check is England because they could also be very theirs will high. Be, theirs will be pretty. Oh yes, England is, is 300? The... No, England is 380 million. So only wow. 30 million less than France. Wow, okay. Let me check who's worth that much. Colwell, so Gibbs you White. Have... Gibbs White's like 50. Jacob Ramsey. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob Ramsey, Ramsey 35. Yes. Then Emma Smith-Roy, 40. Harry oh, Elliott, 40. Okay, yeah. Morgan Gibbs White, 30. Yeah. Noni Madurake, 30. Morgan Gibbs White, 30 again. Then uh, 15 million. Rico Lewis from okay. City. What the hell? Max Ahrens, 20 million. Yeah, that's a great team. Levi Colwell, 20 million. Yeah. More like City. That's a great team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That's interesting. Very interesting to look at it that way. Uh, but okay, give me, give me a prediction. Who is winning it? I'm going with England personally. Who are you saying is going to win the Euro under 21? I think it's going to be England too as well. I think the team is too good in a way. And as I said, I think they have the experience. They played as a group together. Yeah. That's the only thing I can see working in favor for Germany. They also played loads of games all together as a group in the youth Mm -hmm. teams because they gradually came up, all these these group of players. But I think um, the problem is Italy and France, one of those two is either going to get knocked out in this group or uh, is going to become second. So one of them already has uh, a kind of a negative. So I wouldn't say a disadvantage. Exactly. So in this way, I would say it's going to be England, my favorites for the U21 uh, champion, uh, the cup. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, Okay, let's talk a little bit about just so in general, Feder, five minutes or so. Um, when When are we getting this Fiat wallet, man? Man, I am. Um, I I can't anymore. Like I'm waiting. We are all waiting like since months now because they introduced it, and then they always hype us up, and then they let us fall down. And that's really the only thing I really don't like about Sora is like this all this is so much blah 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 and not really showing. I, I know they're gonna do it in a way, but then tell us next week it's coming and not in the next Definitive. few weeks it's gonna you be amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give us, give us a... I know. But I don't know. Like, it must be hard if to you... set deadlines for these things, clearly, because they don't do no, it. No, no. And I'm not... They can't be lazy. I know, you know I they... know. You know what I mean? They're not lazy. They did so many amazing stuff in the last few months. It's unbelievable. And they did yeah. really well. I think they're turning I, the corner. I give them credit every time. I think they're turning they're, the corner. They're doing really good. Recently, yeah, there, seems doing to be really... a, there, re- there seems to be a surge of, you know, positive improvements on time i think somebody moaned on twitter last week and it was a fair moan it was something like you know um i i've basically just been scat well not scammed but i just accepted a trade offer but i didn't know that they the other person uh added another player or took away a player and there's no indication on so rare to tell you if somebody's you know um modified a trade that you're doing if you've done it five six times back and forth then if you add a player yeah. in sneaky if you've done 10 players you might not notice it anyway that's been fixed already. They just seem to be a bit more proactive, I would say, in resolving scenarios in the marketplace and on the platform. I know there's still things like the Fiat wallet that they said is coming and it's not here. And I don't know. I, I, th- I do see improvements. Like the sentiment seems a lot better recently. I don't know if you can agree with me yes, on that. Yes, but they did great things job. They did great sure. job. Yeah. 
that's also on them because they really worked their asses off and they did amazing features and had amazing uh, new tournaments and even the price distribution got better. Obviously, that's what people want. Uh, yeah, we still have a discrepancy between the first, uh, the, the primary market and the secondary market. The secondary cool. market is still not that great. Yeah. The primary market is flying. To be but honest, is that, primary, is, that because, uh, prim is that because we can't It's because of collections cards, right? and everything. Yeah, but it has to be. Yeah, on... it's uh, for me. It's yeah. For me, mostly, it's because I can't play with my card. To be honest, I would have just yeah. already bought so many players just with my card, but uh, I can't. I can't. I can't get it in. I have like I reached my limits with ramp and moonpay, whatever, and I don't want to give them any shit of mine. So um, I don't want to touch my cold wallet, anything. So I just I'm just patiently waiting for this uh, field wallet to come so I can have my little summer spree because i need this alfonso davis as i already said <laughs> you need but I, alfonso uh, uh, super <laughs> i need a fucking alfonso super <laughs> and uh yeah uh also i need a european super red threshold goalie then, then we're good to go for next season yeah okay maybe that can be our next next podcast next week sort of prepping for next season what do we need where do we need to fill gaps etc exactly. etc um yes Okay, that's an hour and nine minutes of podcasting there, Feda. Um, obviously, the, the main chunk was the under-23 defenders and goalkeepers for next Euro season, I think, which we did exceptionally thorough. Um, obviously, we, we yes. touched upon the under-21s, and then obviously we, we just spoke a little bit about the the Soros sphere and, and the um, yeah and the ongoings right now in terms of what, what they're doing. So I think we can call it a success, Feda, for episode 23. Um, thank you for joining me, no. everyone at home. Thank you for, for listening. If you've got anything else to say, Feda, say it now, my brother. No, I hope uh, you enjoyed our U21 talk. Uh, obviously, I hope Italy's going to win, but I don't think it's going to happen. So let's <laughs> go UK. I'm also a resident of the UK, so it's fine if I cheer for them. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm actually really excited to watch that. And on the end note, I forgot to say, we had yeah. 40 minutes of talk last, last uh, pod about if I should buy a goalie or not, and I did just buy a goalie, even if I decided <laughs> I didn't buy a goalie. No. <laughs> just because of this just because of this U20 thing, uh, 21 uh, championship, I just wanted to have uh, more more variants uh, to choose between the lineups. And yep. yeah, I just bought a goalie. I, I traded him for John Pickford. I know, I saw I the won. trade. It makes sense. It uh, makes sense. Yeah, so I didn't need Pickford in my life, to be honest. Nobody and, needs yeah. Pickford in their lives. Uh, nobody. No, nobody, um, nobody. <laughs> now, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Episode 23, done and dusted. We'll be back for episode 24 next week. And yeah, thank you for listening, lads. If you haven't left a review, please do. And yeah, that's episode 23 of the Value of Talent podcast. Over and out.